maybe it's a kind of panic or something. I really don't like working in studios. It's claustrophobic or something. I It really makes me feel really bad. I hate working in studios. It's a bit like what you do if you're an electronic musician and you don't like working in studios. It's it's a bit of a problem. Uh, and the whole idea of recording things just really gives me a kind of panic attack. I don't like it. So it's not just about fixed media work and the implications of that. There's, there's something beautiful about the ephemeral and it, you know, it's here, it's gone. So the, the whole idea of creating stuff that's fixed never really appealed to me. Uh, I'm much, I much prefer improvised scenarios. And I wanted to try and do that with electronic sound, really. And I suppose the circuits allowed me to do that. It wasn't about recording necessarily, but creating something where you could do different interpretations or improvise, essentially live practice. So, yeah, I think in about 2000, I decided I wasn't going to do any more recordings. I pretty much it's you know kept to that in, in many ways. Um, people ask for recordings. It still feels weird. Today, actually, I was out recording in a cemetery with a friend of mine. It's about the only place we can go, two metres apart, of course, in the UK. And we took a tiny little speaker and just did some video. But in general, <coughs> you know, recording in the studio is something I, I try to avoid, which has left a bit of a gap kind of in my um, output, if you like. And it's mostly been live practice. So this leads to versioning. So, so the objects or circuits can be approached, not just like an instrument, there's, there's a kind of use uh, of these devices, these, the objects which dictate in many ways how the music's going to um, sound, how the music's going to last over time. So they encourage a kind of versioning mentality. And I would go through different versions with an object or uses with this object, maybe for a few months, maybe for a year. And then I kind of move on. So it's not really about becoming a master of an instrument. They're not, they're not really instruments. There's something to explore. And I think once you get kind of good at them or understand them, then it's time time to move on. So I, I like to create, this is a slightly different theme, but I like to create different objects from a, and then explore them from a position of naivety, versioning, try them in different ways, try them in different contexts and then start again with a new challenge. Possibly the virtuosity is in the listening or in the methodology in some way, rather than the actual skill of c 
controlling these devices. So there's a kind of crossover there between versioning, live practice, improvising. Yeah. So if you're not really an expert when you're doing something, this kind of naivety, it doesn't really become failure. It's it just, it's, it's naive. You can make mistakes. You can make things that don't work. Uh, and of course, accidents can take you somewhere else. I've been working on what you might call low-level electronics. Uh, so min minimal resources for electronic sound. So perhaps you can make a sound just using a battery and a loudspeaker. Or take, taking a motor out of a printer and just sticking a jack socket on the end, end of it and sticking it into a PA or a mixer. That's quite good. So really... I won't say they're simple because actually what, what's involved is still quite fascinating. But but in terms of technology, it, it's something that can be overlooked or not necessarily seen as musical in the first instance. So I love working in that way. Uh, a friend of mine from the Netherlands calls it a sticks and sticks. Uh, sticks and string yeah approach uh, so to working with electronics but using really minimal resources one integrated circuit one component or something very simple and in many ways it's the simple things that are most challenging uh, so when you get something like that uh, it's really hard to think about failure because it's not really designed to succeed in any way either. It can only be what what it is in this new context. Uh, and often you can't go wrong either because it, there's only one thing you can do with it or two things or three things. And everything that you then explore and find with it are genuine. It has a natural kind of leaning towards authenticity. Uh, there's no idea really of failure in that context when you're working with something so, shall I call it primitive in that sense. Uh, yeah. You you kind of design it where you can't really fail. <laughs> so I, I love things when it, when it gets to that stage. Normally, I, I don't normally get nervous when I do gigs and things. It's only when you, you've got the prospect of failing, I think, and then you start getting stressed and nervous. But it's incredibly liberating not to have that feeling where you can go in open-minded and know that you can only really succeed with this stuff. Because any sound or any interaction with it is a kind of bonus. Lots of artists and musicians have been talking about all the gigs they've had cancelled I saw in my diary that I was meant to be in Japan today with John Bowers, ironically, who you mentioned. And we were going to do a project called Raw Data Rough Mix. Again, this idea of something low level. 
And his idea of infra instruments also taps into this. You know, infra meaning something below. Uh, a kind of sub-instrument, if you like. There's a really big difference with some of the things that I work with and that I've created and this idea of instrument. So an instrument ultimately, an instrument ultimately suggests an object that has fixed parameters, clearly defined boundaries. But it's more exciting, I feel, to start working with something that's more in flux. So it's never really the same. In fact, this comes back to this idea of versioning as well. Uh, constructing circuits where you can change them uh, on a more regular basis. So not printed circuits necessarily, but working in a more prototypic, like a prototype way. And this idea of assemblage as well. So an instrument isn't a fixed object with clearly defined boundaries, but is more an assemblage, which in terms of technology could be a collection of wires or components, and then you can change those, or you can interact with them in different ways. Uh, things are modularized, you could say, but ultimately this idea of connecting different things together and they change. They change in a gig, they change uh, at the next gig, and they're never fixed. So the infra instrument is very much like that as well. It's it's a kind of instrument always in flux, something that isn't fixed. And that's another great thing, this idea of making. Making as performance is something that really uh, excites me, that you go on stage and you, you start constructing an assemblage, but as performance. Uh, and some of the work I've done with John Bowers has uh, um, followed that kind of method. I'm just going to get a prop, which is in the in in my basement. One second, I'll be back. Yes, some of the commonly, commonly used circuits aren't new in any way. But often it, it's how it appears rather than what it actually is. Uh, today I was playing this, this instrument. I'm just getting it out, out of the box. This was actually made in Bratislava. Uh, in fact, it's almost too posh. The wood is rather beautiful. But 
often I, I like this approach where you use nails and you can use wire wrapping techniques and it's just got one chip in the middle but actually the chip is a microprocessor it's sort of I won't say the complete latest cutting edge technology but it's still pretty impressive as a little computer which sits in the middle of this people think oh that looks so diy but you say oh actually it's a digital synth or uh, the sounds are kind of pretty chaotic and exciting and raw but it combines a sort of more primitive aesthetic if you like with um other forms of technology which you wouldn't necessarily expect and that is also a really exciting uh, combination of different things putting these things in different contexts and breaking them down using a different type of method uh, and then this this like you can control this with just a little bit of wire it's called the radical nails this which i have in front of me and uh, you can only control the computer by touching the nails and stuff like that uh, it's still incredibly cheap uh, and it's obviously not a microprocessor that would that would sit in a computer necessarily but it's still a pretty powerful thing and so this this uh, the excitement of looking for new things how you can combine them with some of the older technology is also fascinating I don't really feel I have any prejudice towards um, new technology or old technology. It's just how it's used. <laughs> Which, uh, maybe I have a prejudice against the users. Yeah, they, that's that's a. Uh, <laughs> so it's about the, co the context and uh, an old bit of technology. You mentioned the five 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 timer the 555 timer uh, is great for doing what it does and if you want a square wave and you, you yeah, it's it's why not use it uh, so I often look look to things which can give the result without stressing too much about the uh, whether it's old or new necessarily and we often yeah this idea of ob obsolescence and throwing things away the 555, you could argue, is old technology. It's been around for decades. But as a musical device, it's still very new. The 1960s is recent in music history. So thinking of it for its kind of sound potential or instrumental quality or musical potential is um, yeah, still, still possible. So I, I try not to get too stressed about that. Many people do, of course. They say, ah, oh, you could have done this. So lots of the things uh, which are thrown away are still really great for making sound. But sometimes, as in this case, the Radical Nails, I challenge myself and I introduce a new element sometimes these bits of technology become like studies so i will just work with one chip and create a series of pieces or objects around that bit of technology and try and ex explore it in a rigorous way 
what can I get out of it? What can I um, find from this small thing? Uh, even if it's a chip or piece of technology that was invented 20 years ago or yeah so often uh, these things are often overlooked and I'm I'm just as guilty sometimes that I want to move on to something new or look at something else and really I should be exploring something looking a little bit more carefully <laughs> looking again which is, I think there's a beauty of the the kind of DIY scene. You can, and doing things slowly that we mentioned, you can take your time, you can reflect. It's good thinking time. It's, it's good for music making. <laughs>